Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Misty. This is Lattes and Legends. Hello. I know I said I would record on Monday, but I ended up working. Um, so it's Tuesday when I'm recording. And hi, I just had an amazing therapy session and I feel like a million bucks. I've also had two lattes today. Mm-hmm. My first, of course, was vanilla, and my second was one for Cinco de Mayo at another coffee shop that I love, and it was tasty. It's cinnamon and a little bit of cayenne in it. Uh, it really perked me up, nonetheless. Um, but now I'm on a soda because I'm feeling, I don't know, been fighting a migraine and um I took something but I'm still it's still kind of lingering so um hopefully this will be fine and it won't be too short and sweet um but I definitely might have some gas bubbles in my throat because I'm having a soda mm. so sorry um welcome had a great weekend. I hope you guys did too. Um, yeah, I've mastered grocery shopping at eight o'clock in the morning or today was seven 30. I was done at by seven 47 with my grocery shopping in the morning and no one was in there except people stocking. It was fantastic. So yeah, you should do it if you have a chance. I don't know how much longer I'll be able to do it, because I am going back to working five days a week instead of four very soon. But yeah, anyway, um, so social media followers and likes. Thank you very much. Instagram, it is Lattes and Legends. And Facebook, it's Lattes and Legends Podcast. There's a Twitter. It's, I don't even know the password anymore. Basically, I just copy and paste the link to... Twitter from my anchor account and that's how that works and I have no idea even if anybody looks at it or is using it so I don't know so there's a Twitter too um the website is lattesandlegendspodcast.com you can order coffee mugs and stickers and yeah you can just check it out um I don't spend much time on it which I need to uh 
yeah, I should probably revamp it or something. I don't know. When I get more free time, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> anyway, um, just a couple of shout outs, of course, to new listeners that are listening. And, of course, Christy and Donovan, who always listen. And I love that Donovan loves my podcast. And so that's why my language has gotten a little better. But sometimes I'll randomly say a word and I forget that he's listening. So Donovan, you know not to use those words. Um, also, Booker and Don have been listening, and you guys are amazing, and thank you. Um, so I'm going to do probably, so after this episode of Haunted Hotels, I'm doing one more, and then I'm moving on to my next subject, which I've already talked to Don about, but I haven't talked to anybody else about, so get ready. Um, also in June, I booked my tickets to go to Richmond, Virginia which is where this all started, my obsession with urban legends. And so we're going, we're going to a place that's super haunted, apparently. And I can't wait to tell you guys about it. Maybe I'll do a live podcast from it. Mm, no, that would be kind of weird. I need to be that girl on the phone. Yeah, no, I won't do that. Anyway, um, yeah, that's where I am right now. So we're going to talk today about two different hotels. One is in Pennsylvania and it's called the Logan Inn. And one is the Crescent uh, Hotel and Spa. And it is in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So sources for the Logan Inn portion of this episode came from travelchannel.com, hauntedrooms.com, which hauntedrooms.com is a really great website if you're into this kind of thing. Um, they have so much. And there were multiple offshoot sites about each one of these hotels on that website. So it was a lot to sift through. So hopefully I'm not too jumbled with my info. Um, also philly.curbed.com, um, pahauntedhouses.com hauntedhouses.com, oddends.com, hauntinglypa.com. So let's start in with the Logan Inn. Okay. The Logan Inn. Here we go. Gotta make my print bigger so I can see what I'm reading is getting old sucks all right so the logan inn is one of the five oldest inns in america it is known as the longest running inn and tavern in bucks county which is in pennsylvania um, and it is the most haunted building in the new hope pennsylvania area all right so here's just a little tidbit about it um, it was restored um, and it was built in 1727. It was a colonial inn and tavern. It had fine dining, it has live music, 19 spacious rooms. And according to the website, they have colonial charm, decor, and modern amenities, offering the best of yesterday and today mingle, mingled beautifully. Oh, that's nice. Um, so basically it's just a tradition of colonial inns and um, just spotlight on the history of the area and the inn. So around the Re American Revolution, the inn probably had a second floor 
for guests to spend the night somewhere in its um, restoration a third floor was added throughout the years they've modernized the kitchen and they've put inside and outside eating areas around so that way the guests have you know a chance to eat in their rooms and on a lovely patio area like I said there are 19 rooms on the second and third floor today um, a few of the rooms are a little bit smaller but now they have extra rooms um, so the owners of the inn figured out that if you have more rooms you make more money and then the area that it's in is very historic so they're like we need to get it together and add more rooms that's a little gist of what it looks like um, so let's talk about the history. So the, <clears throat> the inn was built in 1727 by the founding town father of New Hope, John Wells. Um, he ran a ferry across the river from, to and from New Jersey, and the inn's original name was the Ferry Tavern. There was a fire in 1790 that wiped out the mills, pretty much the whole town, and the town rebuilt itself with the help of some citizens and called itself New Hope. All the mills were rebuilt as well. During the Revolutionary War, the Ferry Tavern gave aid and comfort to George Washington and his troops. Mm -hmm. um, and they provided his troops a place to camp, eat, drink, be merry. There were also hospital type rooms in the end for the wounded. And they stored the dead in the basement until winter had passed. Yep. Let that roll around in your head for a second. Dead bodies in the basement. Mm -mm -mm. By 1828, the ferry was no longer running. Um, and there was a bridge that had been built across the river. So now people were like, mm, I don't need a ferry. I can just get over on my own. So... They, what are we, what am I even talking about? There was a big celebration for George Washington's birthday on February 22nd. That is also when the inn renamed itself. No, when John Wells renamed the inn to the Logan Inn. Um, and then it was known that the Indian chief of New Hope, um, had developed a very close relationship with a man named James Logan and took James's name to testify to the chief's admiration of this man. Regarding the metal Indian sign, the townspeople themselves collected funds to pay for it, showing how much they appreciated this chief's friendship and help. They were spared the horrendous attacks and the community of New Hope celebrated the Native Americans in their area. I do realize I just said Indian three times. Sorry, I was reading from the website. It was not a slur. Sorry, Native American. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hopefully you know where I'm coming from with this. Um, anyway, so let's talk more about the entities seen on the premises sometimes 
people that stay at the inn will see um, the deceased owners or soldiers, what have you. So there's a few. Um, so the former owners and employees of the Logan Inn were the Lutz family. When I was reading this, I was like, oh, how do I, why do I even know that name? Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Do you guys know that movie, Amityville Horror? George Lutz, wasn't that his last name? George Lutz, their family? That's what it made me think about. But we're not going to get into that right now because we're not talking about that. We're talking about the entities at the Logan Inn. So the entity of Emily Lutz is thought to be the spirit that favors room six. So she makes an appearance all over the Logan Inn. Her glowing apparition has been seen in room six, in the dining room, in the ladies' bathroom. Some have seen a female form of her in a long, old-fashioned dress. She likes to adjust the heat in the room, and she likes to move people's luggage or stuff. She likes to touch people gently, and sometimes she pulls the pillows out from under them while they're sleeping. Hmm. Um, people in room six have noticed that it smells like lavender when these things start happening. So if you smell lavender in your room six, watch out. Um, there's also a picture of her hanging up in the lobby. So that's why a lot of people think it's her because the image they see is pretty much like that one. Um, there's also a male entity in colonial clothes that people see. Um, he likes to keep the lights left on. And when the security guards turn them off, he likes to turn them on again and kind of play this little trick with them. He's also seen in the first floor men's room in the basement. Um, sometimes guests will complain that they hear sounds of beer kegs being rolled around in the basement. And they say that's this man rolling them around because he's offering beer in the basement. Mm. Do you want a secret beer in the basement? You can get one. There's also an entity of a tearful that is seen in the mirror at night. And then people say that he is crying and moaning. Um, some people say that he is in a world of pain and that is why he's crying. So he could be a soldier, um, but we're not really sure. We've just seen his face in the mirror. Then there's a little boy and a little girl. Um, both are seen in the mirror and in room six. The little girl is dressed in colonial clothes and she is sometimes playing in the parking lot. Sometimes people think that it's just a random kid and they're like, where are her parents? And then she's gone. So there's that. It is thought that she died after falling off a nearby bridge and drowned in the water. And that's why she's playing in the parking lot, which is nearby. Um, you can also hear the two of them laughing, um, and you can, um, if you're in your room, they like to move things around too. So these little entities are playful, like to move your stuff, so bring a lot of stuff. Then there is an, the entity of Aaron Burr that people say they have seen on occasion, he really enjoyed going to the Logan Inn in his life. Um, and so a lot of people are like, oh, this was one of his favorite places to go. No wonder he comes and hangs out here after he's dead. He actually owned a home in New Hope. So he probably liked to drink beer and eat there. So maybe that was his happy place. And that's 
where he goes. You never know. Um, so then there is an entity of a Revolutionary War soldier. It is a theory that he was, um, that he died in the inn and they brought his body down to the basement. Um, another theory is that people or the doctors thought he was dead. So they brought him to the basement. He woke up, cried for help. No one heard him and he died there from his untreated wounds. Guests say his apparition looks like a living person just dressed in the uniform, though he's only seen for a moment or two by staff or guests. So there's that. He also leaves a pocket of cold air behind when he disappears in the bar, the dining room, and the basement. Hmm. There's also a second soldier that is seen on the second floor. Um, and he has, you can see his body, but he has no head. So, yeah. So some people don't know if it's like he lost his head or if it's just a partial spirit, which can happen um, because there's a lot of energy um, that goes into you when you are a spirit. And so perhaps that's too much energy and can't be shown. I don't know. It's we don't know. We'll just have to talk to his ghost or not because he doesn't have a head or a mouth. Hmm. So that is the tale of the Logan in and the apparitions and entities that live there. And I am back. I just uh, drinking this soda was a bad idea. I'm having some serious burps. That's why I keep pausing and editing. You don't want to hear my burps. Seriously. Anyway, um, happy May the 4th, everybody. Happy anniversary to Carrie and Alex. All right, that's all I'm going to say about May the 4th. I know everyone's tired of looking at it, especially people that don't like Star Wars, which you're in a whole category on your own. And if you're my friend and you don't like Star Wars, we need to talk. We need to have a serious talk. I love you. But if there's this fact I don't know about you, and it's the fact that you don't like Star Wars and you're my friend, we need a serious talk. Anyway. <laughs> Just kidding. I still love you. Kind of. I do. I'm a nerd. I can't help it. Anyway. So let's talk about the Crescent Hotel and Spa. The sources for... This portion of the podcast are crescent-hotel.com, which I found on one, two, three different parts of their website, but it's all the crescent-hotel.com, historichotels.org, legendsofamerica.com, hauntedrooms.com. All right, here we go. So the Victorian, whoa, I just spit on my computer. The Victorian 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, um, has quite a few spirits. It is said that after the skeleton frame of the hotel had been constructed in the 1880s, that one of the Irish stone mansion masons, not mansions, masons plunged to his death in what is now room 218. This room has shown to be the most crazy active with spirits 
in the hotel and has attracted television crews for years and years and years and just paranormal investigators all over the place. So throughout the history of this hotel, the employees and staff, staff, guests, what have you, employees and staff are the same, Misty. Mm -hmm. So the staff and guests of the hotel have called him Michael. Mm -mm. He has been classified as a poltergeist. Guests have witnessed witnessed hands coming out of the bathroom mirror, cries of him falling in the ceiling, the doors opening and slamming shut, and then locking. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. Mm -mm. No, I can't. Mm -mm. Um, so also in the crystal dining room, many staff members have encountered a spirit who is playful and she's wearing a Victorian dress. One holiday season while the dining room was closed, they had a big Christmas tree and gifts for the staff and, um, that stuff got moved. The next morning, the employees found trees and packages moved and the ghosts in here had moved the chairs around in like a circle and had made this like new holiday Christmas tree setup kind of deal. There was another time that employees came in in the morning and they found the dining room in perfect order, except all the menus that had put, been put on the table were thrown everywhere. So this one likes to play. There was a server who was working and then she looked into a mirror between the doors of the dining room to the kitchen and she saw a man and a woman in Victorian clothing and they were facing each other like they were getting married. Hmm. So the man or the groom turned and made eye contact with the server and then they just simply faded away. Apparently she quit shortly after that. Mm -hmm. Then there was another server who saw a man in Victorian clothing sitting at one of the tables in the restaurant. And he said to her, quote, I saw the most beautiful woman here last night and I'm waiting for her to return, end quote. Hmm. So many of the servers think that those two are a couple and that they died uh, maybe on their wedding day at the hotel. Hmm. Who knows? So... Um, in the 1930s, the hotel became an experimental cancer hospital. Dear God. So the doctor, Dr. Norman Baker, which doctors in quotes, and I'm going to tell you why. He claimed to be a licensed doctor. He examined cancer patients in the hotel basement while charging their families their entire life savings. Several apparitions from the base shown up, and even Dr. Baker has been seen in the hotel lobby. He is described as a man in a purple shirt and a white linen suit, and apparently matches all the photos of Dr. Baker all over. So, um, a nurse pushing a gurney has also been seen in the basement by the maintenance man. Um, so the way the hotel is set up, the, there's a basement laundry room and the laundry room is actually next to where Dr. Baker had the morgue. 
Um, and in there still is the autopsy table and the walk-in freezer. No, 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 thank you. Mm -mm. Um, housekeepers also have reported meeting a woman named Theodora. She likes to hang out in room 419. She introduces herself as a patient of Dr. Baker's and then she disappears. Uh -uh. So, yeah, there's that. So a lot of things have happened at the Crescent Hotel. Mm -hmm. The Cancer Hospital thing, that's just... Um, you can research more on Dr. Baker if you would like. I have yet to go down that rabbit hole. Perhaps this will there be an offshoot bonus episode. I don't know. We'll see what I have time to do. Um, but you can Google that yourself because I don't really want to right now. Not going to lie. Um, so mm, 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 more ghosts, more ghosts, more ghosts. Here we go. So there are ghost tours of the hotel. Um, and in these guided tours, you will learn quite a bit. So for one, there seems to be a ghost in room 221. Um, so in 221, many people think that a hotel employee lived in there and died in there. The man is in Victorian clothes. Once again, he unlocks the door and he pushes it open to welcome people. So this happened to a couple that checked into room 221 and they thought this man was like the bellman or the bellboy. Um, so they went into their room and the man just stayed outside and just like gave them this creepy ass smile and just started tilting his head from side to side. And so they're like, Oh shit, I guess we didn't tip him. And so when they tipped him, he took the money and then he just disappeared. So the two guests were like, all right, whatever. So they're just chilling in their room. The next, next time they left, I don't know if it's the day or whatever. Um, they left and then they tried to get back into their room and they said the door was locked and they couldn't get in. Later, they went down to the front desk and they were like, um, this is not the right key. The staff member let us in and now it's not working. And the person at the front desk was like, oh, they gave you the room to 321, the key to 321. So when they were talking to the front desk, they're like, well, this man let us enter 221. And they described the man and the front desk person was like, there's nobody here. That looks like that. That's working today. So um, that's really creepy. Mm -hmm. So basically the Crescent Inn has um, had lots of restorations and renovations and in 2002, about $5 million was spent on it to reopen and it was grand according to all of the guests. Hmm. That's good to know too. So that is a little story about the Crescent Inn in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be short and sweet and I'm glad you guys are listening. I We'll continue to drink my gaseous soda. And yeah, I hope everyone enjoys their week. I know yesterday was a little bit of a struggle for me being at work on a Monday. 
It was rough. Just gonna say that. Anyway, have a wonderful week. I will have one more haunted hotels episode. Really, I think about this one. It's gonna be really good. Um, So that's what I'll be doing this weekend. Research, research, research. And yeah, watch out for ghosties, friends. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.